0: Welcome to the Spark Youth Podcast. Spark is the youth ministry of the Enfield and Strathfield Anglican Church. Our mission is to gather to hear God's word, to grow in likeness, and to go in prayerful proclamation. To find out more about us, you can go to our website at fields.org.au forward slash spark or you can find us on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash youth underscore of underscore spark. Great, thank you so much. Yes, yeah, so that was that was very helpful. I've made a lot of notes. So thank you for sharing. Um, um what I'm gonna do is can I think for your own um, physical health, just stand up for a moment, stretch your arms. Um, and sit back down just with Q&A. Sorry, Esther, I cut you off there for a moment. What were you gonna say? Uh,
1: do you want me to stop sharing?
0: Um, you can, no, keep your screen on because okay. I think some of the questions may need reference back to your okay, sure. slides. Yep. So we've, um, we're gonna just for the next 15 minutes or so, um, we wanna field any questions that you have. So some of the material that perhaps Esther um, has presented has raised some questions for you. Um, but also the Q&A now is also, it's actually open for any questions on mental health that maybe weren't even covered in there. And it could be personal questions as well about, um, you know, your own situation. So um, there's two two ways to do the Q&A. Again, if you want to um, write your question in Slido, it can be made anonymous if you prefer. Um, so go to the uh, link there in the chat. Um, or we'll also have a bit of time just to, if you want to just go old school and just talk to Esther and ask her your question that way so um, uh, as as you keep thinking about questions Esther um, we might just kick off with uh, the Q&A so based on Slido um, uh, there were quite a few questions um, I guess going back to some some of the earlier things you talked about um, with the flipping the lid green zone things so um uh In that realm, there's quite a few questions. The most upvoted question is this question here, should we still empathize with our kids if the emotion they are expressing is irrational? Mm -hmm. So um, there's been quite a few questions about trying to um, get our heads around the, whether emotions, I think, are they neutral? Are they, um, are some actually more evil than others? How do we sort of understand those things?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess I'd uh, yeah, start off going back to that functional perspective of emotions out uh, there aren't any that are right or wrong, negative or positive. We kind of more use the language of some are uncomfortable and others are comfortable. Um, they, they serve a purpose. Uh, and so with uh, emotions that are considered irrational, I would say that uh, no one responds in a way for no reason. And so there's something in that young person's experience that it makes perfect sense why they're reacting that way. Um, So in those sorts of cases, like uh, again, there will be exceptions to this, but I would still be validating that and exploring more being curious, again, being that observer, not making evaluations about what is going on and um, exploring, okay, wh- why are you so anxious right now? You know, wh- what's going on? And um, and I think most of the time you'll actually understand there's something that makes a lot of sense. Um, there's something under there that uh, has gone off, they flipped their lid. Um, it, it makes sense that for them, something is a big deal um, that we might not understand, but for them, it's a big deal. And regardless of what's going on, I think, you know, when a kid say is in that red zone, you, you're not going to get down quickly by trying to reason because they're just not in that mind state to be able to reason. So my go-to would always be to validate. Um, and I'd say in most cases, that would be the the best approach. Um, I think where you're going to more the exceptions, uh, one example I can think of is if we're in a chronic state of overwhelm, Um, If we are constantly validating um, being in that state of overwhelm, I would say there's something else going on. Um, so I would say it's not so much the problem is the validating. I'd say that maybe it's something about how we're going about validating or how we're approaching the emotion coaching or something else that is absolutely going on to keep that kid at an elevated state. Um, so, yeah, I'd say by and large, um, I would validate even if it seems irrational as a general rule of thumb.
0: Thank you. I'm just going to, um, yeah, uh, share my screen. Do you might actually taking your screen yeah. off because I'll just show the slider questions um, that have come up. So, um, so here's um, our list of slider questions. I'm sorry we don't get to all of these, but there are some which sort of sort of group together. But that next one down, um, what are the next steps after we have? validated our teens emotions uh, can i just put another comment in there? there's there been a couple of questions i think there's some interest because there's a number of parents with teenage children yeah and um there's another question in there which i might put together um i guess that thing that jess raised about quiet teenage kids and how to yeah. just engage with them when they don't particularly want to um talk to you so um are there kind of can you kind of answer those couple of things together
1: yeah, sure. Um, so again, yeah, um, uh, acknowledging that it's it can be really challenging. Um, particularly, I guess uh, if yeah, thing uh, um, you'll have some kids who are more internal than others, uh, and whatever happened has happened in their life experience um, has kind of taught them that that's a safer place to be. And so it can take a lot of time and patience, energy, uh, encouraging those young people to open up. Um, And so say in terms of thinking about the next steps after we validate our teens' emotions, I think like, you know, that, that that next step is going to be different for depending on what the situation is. Uh, it would be being able, I think, to be okay with whatever comes up. Um, I want to encourage thinking about uh, as a parent or someone looking after uh, kids and teens, no matter how old they are, I think we, we always need to be there. Uh, what circle of security training talks about being uh, bigger, stronger, wiser. So that you're the one who can contain it. You're going to be there no matter what. Um, and so it is that, that message of uh, you can validate what's going on for them and that you're going to stick around, um, that you're available. But I think respecting with teens, uh, it is a different uh, thing compared to with kids where they're actually, they're growing up and they are becoming independent. Um, We can't force them to do anything. So we often have as psychologists, um, the situation of young people coming because their parents have forced them. Uh, And unless we can, find something in that young person that they're willing to be there and to work on. Um, it's something that we we can't help with. So I think um, it's acknowledging that with teens, you have to respect that they have boundaries and you actually can't force anyone to do something that they don't want to do. So I think it's uh, important to uh, try, to definitely validate, to be there, say you're going to be there, um, but the ball is in their court um, and it's kind of communicating that to them as well, I think. So I hope that kind of answers those questions. Sure.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Esther. Um, just, so there's, kind of a, there's a number of other questions, but just to sort of change the experience a little bit, I'm going to give kind of, I like Esther's, you got 30 seconds. Does anyone want to ask, verbally their own question instead of hearing my voice so to say the questions i'll give you 30 seconds if you've got a question feel free to unmute yourself
1: I'll ask one, Esther. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Grace. Hi, Grace. Hi. um I just wanted to ask if you could talk a little bit into the difference between um so the concept of regulating your emotions, yep. um, which implies that an, an emotion is dysregulated, so mm-hmm. you know out of control yep, um so that versus. The situation where you, you're not even aware that you're having an emotion or um it's more like avoidance of an emotion so mm-hmm. I guess it's the other end of the spectrum and I guess you know where where most of us here are Asian and mm-hmm. um so emotions are very cultural familial And Mm -hmm. so we're probably all coming from backgrounds where certain emotions were very much avoided. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can't even regulate it because it's not even expressed. So could you talk a little bit into that? Yeah, sure. Um, So I would say like going back to that, that sense of uh, stop, step back, observe, describe the first steps is being aware um. So the first step before you can regulate, like you said, is to notice and to be aware. Um, and uh, there's certainly, uh, yeah, lots of cultural, famil- uh, familial elements to uh, that awareness. Um, and in terms of trying to develop that in ourselves and in our kids, uh, it, like, say, with the clients when I've worked with adults, um, it is going through exercises that actually try to connect um, someone's body to their emotional world. Um, so, uh, one of my supervisors often described we, we go about our daily life like we're walking heads and we don't have a body and we're not feeling. Um, so a lot of the time it's giving um, what's called, I think a lot of people are familiar with mindfulness, um, those sorts of exercises to do, for example, body scans and just notice sensations um, in our bodies and then start to connect them to feeling. So it can actually be more slowing down and starting to, at that stage, just raise awareness even of our experience of the world. Um, So say for some clients who, particularly if they're from a trauma background and something like they've learned that it can be seriously unsafe in their world to experience feelings. Um, So we start with just external. So can you Um, just notice three things that you can hear. Can you notice three things you can see, three things you're touching? So is it the clothes on your skin? Um, Is it the, the wind on your face? So it's starting external before moving internal. So there's lots of different, I think, approaches around raising just even awareness of what we're experiencing. And it can start with just body sensations and then connecting that to feelings and then you can start going into those sorts of emotion regulation um, those further steps does that answer your question okay cool
0: thanks thanks Grace okay what I might do is I might go back to the Slido and I'll, I'll take um, I'll answer two more questions from Slido and we might have time for one more in case your burning question didn't get asked okay so I apologize if you didn't get it today um, The Um, Second question there. uh, Is it irresponsible to have children if you yourself are not able to express emotions well?
1: Okay. Um, So I think with this question, it would be unwise for me to kind of respond with a yes or a no here because it's quite a complicated question. Um, I think how I would approach this is it really depends uh, if like where this question is coming from, if this is coming from uh, like an awareness of there's something lacking in our uh, histories growing up, uh, where we're feeling, where, um, not very well developed in these sorts of skills. Uh, I think asking this question indicates someone's willingness to grow and learn. Um, And in that case, I think I'd be thinking, you know, you're you're in the good, uh, a really healthy mindset, um, and go back to that message of it's absolutely never too late. um, And I would never give up hope um, that we can all learn and I, when we're not fixed, um, we, we change. Um, so that I think is my kind of quest, my response to that question. Um, if I went kind of more specific, I think I would be doing an injustice. Um, so, yeah, please feel free, though, to clarify or ask something extra about that, that if I'm just not getting it right.
0: Thanks, Esther. Um, thank you for the person who wrote that question. Um, yeah. uh, Esther's also going to provide her own, own details and if, if it's actually something that you want to follow up with her personally. Um, yeah but it sounds like your message is emotions is actually much capacity to grow in this space of emotional regulation yeah uh, just like you were also saying emotions are part of a bigger package of who we are and uh-huh. so um you know come have that conversation perhaps follow it up with you know mike myself or esther as well that'd be helpful
1: yeah. and in that message of you know you just need to be a good enough parent not a perfect one I think we've got time for
0: maybe one more um, slider question. And I maybe um, the those three on the screen at the top have been have been addressed. Just the one down the bottom about discipline. Uh, I guess it's not a word that we've, we've sort of been talked much to, uh, today, yeah. but how does discipline come into being with our children or should it come into it at all?
1: No, 100%. Um, so discipline is important, very important. Um, and that goes to that uh, I think, you know, that second common uh, fear or challenge about being with and is that going to spoil my kids? Um, And so uh, it is not contradictory, it's just a different aspect of it. So emotion validation is just helping kids to learn how to have emotions and how to be with other people's emotions. the the discipline definitely comes into it that's kids need boundaries they need limits so even if you know for example um you know you have siblings fighting and we can validate the anger and kind of just be able to put words to that kid's anger and go oh wow I can see you are furious like your face is red um and de-escalate them uh and then come in with you know you in our household we're loving to one another and when you're angry we need to learn to have anger in a in a loving way um so it's by all means it's just when we're in that red zone we're trying to bring back down to the green zone to come in with any sort of consequences or limits um but obviously you know one of those limits is safety so if safety is Um, ever of concern that's where uh, I think you'd veto emotion validation and go kind of actually we need to get everyone safe right now so um I again I think it just goes back to being with it's not contradictory to um disciplines uh it, it actually sits alongside discipline and setting boundaries and limits um and I think what we ultimately want kids to learn is how to take responsibility for their own feelings um, through being with, and that's, that's part of um, what that's about, if that makes sense.
0: Thank you, Esther. Um, um, sorry if your question didn't get asked, but I think we do have just one more minute or so. If, if you have that burning question that you'd like to ask, um, please uh, unmute yourself. And you've got 20 seconds this time. And if you don't ask a question, then I'll I'll ask my question. (laughs) Get in there quick. Hi, Esther. I've got a question. Um, So you spoke about shame before and how that
1: could be, like, a really destructive Mm. um, emotion. Mm. How Can we, like, help our children, like, like, recognise and also battle shame? Mm. want to feel that yeah good question um I think again that that goes back to um uh modeling when we're feeling shame actually owning that um so I think one of the things to uh, be mindful of is the power of being vulnerable and the power of being vulnerable and reaching out even when we feel shame um, is an incredible lesson to our kids. Um, so if we, we can do that, that, that's a really great gift that you can do with them. Um, and if it is uh, when you see them in a situation, because I think some people will make the distinction between embarrassment, humiliation, and shame, and they're very also different from guilt. Um, But say with embarrassment, it's kind of that mild uh, experience of, oh, that was a bit embarrassing. Um, Shame, we're talking about something that uh, is a very intense experience of feeling that something irrevocable um, that is uh, damaged and unacceptable that we need to hide. So if there's that kind of sense that there's something going on for your kid that is incredibly shameful for them, uh, it's doing whatever message you can to go, hey, I'm a safe person that you can share that part of yourself with and trying to help them put, again, words to that and to, to normalise that we all have those hidden aspects of ourselves that we feel Um, are unacceptable in the world and that uh, people are going to reject us for those aspects of ourselves so as much as you can really normalize and and validating the experience of shame so that it, it is a lesson to them that hey I can even have shame and know when shame is coming up so that when yeah I notice that I know how to respond in a healthier way like shame is going to drive me to hide and disconnect from people but I know that that's not a good thing for me and I'm actually going to um, you know reach out and connect with someone does that answer your question yes thank you okay cool